0: Hey Mary. Hey Allie. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. Okay. Congrats on running
1: your race today.
0: Thank you so much. Mary ran a half
1: marathon today. So
0: mm, I did. I'm actually you know impressed. Funny? You're still awake. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. I'm kind of tired. Um, I, my, um, my body is relatively sore. So mostly mm-hmm. the, the most sore part of me is my like are my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so like I normally sit on the floor in my room when we record because you know mm-hmm. professional recording mm-hmm. setup. But I had to sit on a pillow to. <laughs> <get in. laughs> You're feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling like it. Gluteus maximus. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I, um,
1: well, as you know, I I my kids and I have had COVID this week, so mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. Feeling much better. So, I'm so glad I actually that. slept like I took a long nap yesterday and then I stayed up late recording our next book, which is oh, really fun.
0: Exciting, yeah. Some
1: of it. And then I slept in this morning because we didn't go to church because we we're quarantined. And then I took another nap today. So I'm feeling pretty much good. better. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well rested. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm as you know, I'm vaccinated, so I just right. have a pretty mild breakthrough case. That's, but yeah, yeah. Still yeah
0: it's it's, i'm sure it can still hit you hard
1: yeah excuse me yeah it was pretty much just like a cold like the thing that was surprising to me was i had a lot of sinus pressure and congestion and that's why all along before i got my positive test i was like this is just a cold this is just a cold because this doesn't feel like and i was sneezing a lot i was like this is not Hmm. how i've heard covid described you know yeah but yeah I
0: guess
1: it I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. So are we excited to talk about well, I don't know if excited is the right word. It just seems like such a somber book, but it was somber, but it was really good. I liked it. I see this is the reaction that I had myself and I've heard from those that I've talked to who have also read the book in the past Mm -hmm. or, you know, have been listening. It's like it's dark, but I like it. You know, like that is kind of really
1: Is it really dark?
0: I mean, it's it's It's, all about death.
1: I know, but it's not dark in the sense of like I think somber, like you said, somber is a better word than dark. Because I think of dark as being like, like sort of twisted in a way, Mm -hmm, or like, mm -hmm. um, or you know, like hopeless. Yeah, yeah, and like it is hopeless in a way. But then at the end, it's and I think that's what that's why I liked it because okay. Even though it's such a simple story, like a guy mm-hmm. dies, right? You really kind of go on a journey with him and his thoughts, oh, and it yeah. doesn't really end in a in as bleak of a place as it starts.
0: I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think that's.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious to hear I, your thoughts on it.
0: Well, I, yeah, I'm. I feel like I don't have. I don't have super deep thoughts on it. Besides that, I mean yeah i think that would sum it up well it's definitely i think it's pretty um i don't know if tragic is the Mm -hmm. right word but his his life is just the whole the whole thing is just so sad Mm -hmm. but you're right at the very end it kind of as he comes to as he realizes kind of how he feels what's his he puts a name to his ailments, kind of his mm. spiritual and mm. you know mm-hmm. emotional illness, yeah. I guess, and and that gives him relief at mm-hmm. the end, right? So mm-hmm. so that that um makes it a little bit not just so so sad and somber the whole way through, yeah, yeah. But mostly it's just pretty sad, like his life. Just you know, he's not happy. Did, no. it. you know, doesn't really seem happy.
1: No. One thing I thought about was, I read a long time ago, and I don't even re- remember when I read this, but it was, you know, some online article about this, it's kind of an account of, uh, written by a widower of ha- what his wife's dying of cancer was like. Mm. And it was terrible. Like, she got yeah. really mean, and she, oh, like, wow. it was really, and then, like, contrast that with this like christian author who i had sort of followed her story she was dying of cancer and then she died mm-hmm. and her writing was like and her husband kind of continued her blog on for a while and like her last days were you know peaceful and full of love and joy
0: uh-huh.
1: and sadness but like not bitterness and it. anger right and, right and it was just such a such a sad contrast and like yeah this this account of like what was actually going on in his home not what was really mm-hmm. going on in him although of course that was related Right. but the account of what you know his family's reaction to it and his reaction to them it reminded me of that yeah just terrible story of just, you know
0: it's tragic when yeah.
1: when this health thing comes and steals health mm-hmm. like it can also steal a lot of Steal so things. much more mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah. really sad
0: yeah and that's one of the biggest things that I mean in the book the in indiv- people's reactions to mm-hmm. his illness is mm-hmm. is what affects Ivan the most or Ethan. you fan Ilyich, yeah yeah um because yeah i mean and it it is like the people closest to you you would hope that they would be the ones who are loving and supporting you the most through this mm-hmm. really terrible time, painful Mm -hmm. time, but he just ends up getting, you know, a a peasant servant, really, is how, Mm -hmm. I guess, Garrison is described, but he's the one who cares for him the most, which is just sad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's almost like, um, what's his wife? I'm just gonna call her his wife, because I... Praskovia I, I, Fedorovna. Praskovia, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. I didn't really see them written down. Yeah, it's for yeah, me to, like, yeah. Yeah, that it. makes sense. Yeah. Praskovia Fedorovna. Like, um, she, I don't know. Like, she just holds herself at arm's length
0: mm-hmm. from
1: it all. And then that, I mean, is it that that leads him to despise her? Or is it something else? I, I don't know. I mean, you... I can't really remember at the beginning. Like, it. it didn't. I don't know. You kind of the sense I have is that they didn't have a super substantive substantive relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just more based on like doing the things to the, the
0: yeah right that everyone things.
1: expected and yeah. Kind of, he married because
0: it was the it was the thing to do. Right, I and almost thinking. like because his employers thought it was you know, mm. not, and and in his mm-hmm. profession that was it was good to have a. A wife from a certain social class, and that's
1: right, right.
0: So it just seems like, yeah, I don't think the, there was the, a lot The illness
1: of reveals, yeah, like they didn't have a lot of deep. It's not like it's not like all of a sudden he was hiding stuff from her. It's just that I don't think she right. ever was really a big part of his internal experience. And the yes, book is yeah. so much about his internal experience that you know. Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe one way to say it would be as he goes deeper within himself like she just becomes more and more like a stranger just yeah yeah
0: yeah and it's Um, that yeah um so did you read anything about leo tolstoy's life i did a little bit yeah i
1: read the wikipedia article
0: but okay yeah so his he and his wife i think kind of maybe had a similar relationship Mm -hmm. as the one depicted Mm -hmm. here and um at one point in the death of ivan Ilyich, it says um, that as his wife had the, their two children and became more involved in motherly duties yes. and mm-hmm. you know the and raising their children he felt more and more disconnected from them and then mm-hmm. he became more invested in his work mm. life and but um, his he, leo tolstoy's wife had 13 children and right the, i think maybe it was a wikipedia article that said they also grew apart as she was kind of um always either pregnant or taking care of the children that sort of thing yeah. so anyway
1: that would do it
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: That's if... largely why i only have two kids
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean 13 children can you imagine yeah but even if – I mean, they only have two kids, too, so right, I guess it's right. just a conscious choice. And you have to have an actual relationship built on something besides just being married to the right type of person, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of marriages, and yeah. it it doesn't seem like they had, you know, what is portrayed in even Eliitch is that it was – polite convenience you know yeah I right. don't know kind of they're yeah. good for each other he makes the money because like at the end yeah. or maybe after he first g- gets ill he's like okay if I die like who's gonna who's gonna make the money to like pay mm-hmm. for this stuff mm-hmm. it right. just felt like with him going and like setting up the apartment and you know, it felt very yeah. like American middle class consumer like yeah, even though yeah. it's yeah. you know hundred and forty years later, in an entirely different culture, entirely different part of the world, yeah, um, it's so familiar. Yeah, like so exactly. S- I know. Strange.
0: like how did he? How did Tolstoy do that? Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah. I I totally. I was gonna ask you about that. It seems like the book just presents a lot of, um, not necessarily vignettes. I think that's the wrong word, mm. but like um, depictions of just real life that's applicable Mm -hmm. to all sorts of situations even now Mm -hmm. were there any that's stuck out to you besides I guess that one and that's a Mm -hmm. that's a huge one I think um
1: that's a good question
0: I'll go I'll go yeah go ahead You you talk about it there's um this is related but the Kind of relationship between work and family life, mm-hmm. you know, that we've mm-hmm. talked about. Like, Ivan um, Ilyas just kind of draws into work and he, mm-hmm. he, that becomes the central kind of like care of his life. And bridge, like, right? Yeah. And bridge. He loves bridge. And bridge, exactly. Like, those are the yeah. two things that he like, yeah. finds pleasure in, and I, and it's not his family or his Mm -hmm. home like spending time there and um and that's i mean whatever way you want to that actually presents itself Mm -hmm. that's just a common i think that's just a yeah uh
1: a pretty universal experience yes like a lot of people
0: struggle with that dynamic between mm -hmm. um i guess work-life balance if you will is what we Mm -hmm. would call it now but yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah that's a good point I mean a lot of I mean I was just thinking about his relationships with his children like he seems to Mm -hmm. have you know spent so much time in his career that Mm -hmm. you know in his pursuit of that that he doesn't seem to have much of a deep personal relationship with them they yeah. just seem to live sort of parallel lives, although he seems to have sort of some kind of connection with his son. Yeah. But he doesn't really, like, pursue it. Like, he right, feels like he doesn't like, tell
0: us about it at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he feels that his son is really sad, and he feels that his son understands, but he doesn't, like, let his son in, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder yeah. if that's just a reflection of, so- in some ways, like, the the parenting norms of the time, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. is it, I know that, like, fathers now tend to spend a lot more time with, and even parents in general, sure. spend a lot more time with their children than they used to, like, even in the 70s compared to now. Yeah. So, so yeah. I can imagine in years past, like, you just kind of, as long as your children have the, the things provided a- for them, right? Just and they kind have of expect them then, to just, yeah. I don't know, like, it's just a different, a different um, relationship. Yeah, a different expectation like, you know, Jeremy comes home and plays with the boys like an hour a day or more, you know, and like a lot of his time, like he doesn't play bridge, he plays with the kids (laughs) Right, right. And he has his things that he does, but usually you know, like he'll watch the NFL, but like the boys are welcome to watch with him you know, it's like he includes Mm -hmm. them and he's, I mean, their kids are little, so it's not like he's talking to them about his deep thoughts, but I think that's the kind of relationship that we envision having with our kids as they grow older, that, like, you know, they know us for who we are, mm-hmm. you know, in an age-appropriate way, so. Right. And I, and I
0: think, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just, like, I think the the interesting thing about this book is that it shows what that's, what's going on, at least in Ivan Illich's mm-hmm. life, wh- and, and why in life. that drawing away takes place, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and how it's, like, it, people just want to make themselves feel comfortable yeah. in whatever situation they're in, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with making yourself feel comfortable, or making yourself, like, like, trying to find the life that you can enjoy, mm-hmm. and not, that's not measurable, but it's, it well, doesn't I mean thought. that there's a, yeah, yeah, well,
1: don't you think kind of one of the main points of the book is that he he realizes that ultimately that, like, pursuit of comfort is – or sort of worldly status mm-hmm. is meaning- yeah. meaningless? I mean, that's where yeah. he really – he's, like, wrestling with that for so long. It's like, of course, right. like, I've done everything right. It can't have been the wrong thing to have focused right. on. Like, I've done right. it – it's like he's he's realizing – it's really interesting picture of, like, someone – awakening to their culture
0: Mm, you know mm -hmm. and saying like wait a minute
1: i he was previously so ingrained in that that it was just he couldn't even imagine that that's not true he's like of course i've done all the right things and then in the midst of this great pain and loneliness he's like actually no like i
0: it doesn't i don't know what do you think
1: what do you think he wishes he would have done with his life instead. Well, I feel like I that's a know. little unclear.
0: I feel like, okay, this is some, so I, I, I think he would have done things differently so that he had more, um, and, and deeper relationships with mm-hmm. people. Like, I don't think there's no strong relationship with anyone depicted mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. His friends, his like mm-hmm. colleagues, his which are I guess the same people really, actually mm-hmm. it sounds like. Um, his family he he doesn't his extended family, you know, you don't like the mm-hmm. his brother in law and sister, mm-hmm. vice mm-hmm. versa. They just like you you get the sense that they're basically interested in them for their money and mm-hmm. um I I feel like he would, that's the thing that would change is less um, material possessions and more mm-hmm. like relational. Well, he he yeah.
1: remembers his childhood really fondly. So it's like yeah. he remembers, I'm trying to um, remember exactly what he says when he's remembering can... that. But like he's what is it about that that he you know, yeah, yeah. is so I think maybe a sense of love or just yeah closeness Com- i'm not yeah, sure yeah. yeah um maybe not like a striving after the next thing mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah um
1: like more of a being and not a doing right
0: and not a doing yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um because his life seems to have been characterized by doing which is right. interesting like as a reader of you know a different century and a different mm-hmm. place and culture, I don't really know what he was doing in his job. Maybe the original readers did and like saying yeah. that he was like a law, ju- or, you know, a court like judge, a judge, whatever. Yeah, like right. that meant something, and so you didn't need to explain it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm assuming that's what it was. But you know, it's saying it, it, like as if you're saying you know he was a he was a I'm trying to think of something analogous like.
0: Like a I'm he was all... a
1: loan officer at a bank or something. You okay? Yeah, sure. I know what his life is like. You know, right, right, right. Um, we but... have all the
0: associations of what that is.
1: Yeah, right. But for me, I was like, okay, it's just work. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, right. It seemed like you get the. I got the feeling that it was considered important work, or obviously he considered mm-hmm. it important work and prestigious, like you know, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. A, a position of some authority. Although it doesn't seem like ultimate authority, like it seems like there are other judges, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna say a couple things about Russian culture that I okay. have vague understandings of. I did not sure. look this up, but I remember when I read A Gentleman in Moscow last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. which is a really good book by the way. I think yeah, we I talked about it. that last time. It's yeah. so good. I have a copy if you want to. I know copy. Anne
0: loved it. Or it was it so
1: good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember reading about, like, the Russian system of nobility, and it's very interesting. interesting. It's, like, a merit-based but nobi- like yeah. Um, basically, like, like not really, but, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just hereditary. Like, oh. you could you could basically by promotion like being a certain yeah, like in the okay, army gave you a okay. certain title so like if mm-hmm. you think of like what we know about like british aristocracy like you know the peerage is like a duke is like a peer and then you with the king and queen and then you have what's you know a lord is lower than a duke right well um and then like a baron baronet is lower than that um mm-hmm. in russia it would be like you automatically become a a lord when you become a general and then if you become um, a more stars general whatever they're cloven, right. then you automatically become a duke so it's like this like, That
0: yeah more that people makes a lot of sense.
1: are noble kind of uh-huh. okay but i mean there's definitely like a noble class and a not noble class but it's just a very different what i what i mostly remember thinking is like wow this is an entirely different like way of life right. like it just yeah. makes me realize how much our my understanding of the world is shaped by my association with like british culture and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. english yeah, like the english speaking world and that is just right. an entirely different world with like entirely different history and you know cultural influences and yeah. it would take a lot of a lot of learning to really yes. understand how it's different and how yeah. it works
0: yeah um I, yeah, I did really – that that system makes sense after reading this book that that would mm. be kind of the way. Like, it's – like, it seemed like everyone's kind of striving for the next promotion mm-hmm. in their job. And mm-hmm. so it would make sense that it's connected to more than just money. Your birth, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there was
1: relationship to birth, I think, but there was also – Maybe less relationship to birth than like in the British system. Okay.
0: Okay. That makes sense. And it
1: was more connected to your military service and like your, also your bureaucratic service. They had a Mm -hmm. lot of, there was like this very, you know, corporate ladder kind of situation of the bureaucracy. And that just seemed like that was like a really important part of life of, you know, their courts and I don't really, I don't really understand it, but I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. And I yeah yeah that that is super interesting. Thank you for sharing about that. Oh well, thank you. Yes. I mean, I, I
1: thought about that when I was looking at the Leo Tol- Tolstoy um mm-hmm. wiki and it said that um he was like count his father was a count and he was a count and I was like, "Oh uh-huh. wow." But that kind of means something different than it does in in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um did you read anything about his like religious beliefs? Because I think yeah, that would so, be interesting to talk about.
0: Yeah, I didn't read much, but I know that he had kind of a spirit, what he considered like a spiritual awakening, or just a, a big change in his life, mm-hmm. like towards the middle mm-hmm. to end of his life. Mm-hmm. Is I think that it what was you middle. Read?
1: Well, okay i think it was in the late 60s and early 70s 1860s okay. 70, yes, and he got yes, married yes. in like 1860 and so mm-hmm. he was still a okay. pretty young man i believe when that okay. happened yeah, yeah um, that and he became really interested in philosophy at, at that point mm-hmm. um i think the most interesting thing that i read was that he was a um i mean he was he was like considered a Christian anarchist. Like, he really focused on the teachings of, like, Jesus' mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount.
0: Right, And right.
1: he really – I you probably know more about that than I do. But he – Mahatma Gandhi, the, like, resistance leader in yeah. India, mm-hmm. Nepal, whatever. I should know this, but I don't. Yeah,
0: India. Um, mm-hmm.
1: India. He wrote Tol- Tolstoy a letter asking for advice, like, before he had really – Gandhi had really started doing his – peaceful resistance mm-hmm. and the letter that Tolstoy r- wrote to him in response actually was very influential in uh-huh. Gandhi's approach to resistance wow. and then I know Gandhi's a- approach to resistance was really influential to Martin Luther King jr so I just right. think that worldwide yeah, connection that's is an really interesting connection yeah.
0: yeah yeah that is and and he was yeah a strong kind of pacifist right like he would mm-hmm. But, but before that, he had fought in the Crimean War. hmm Right. And I feel so. like
1: that's what kind of triggered some of his...
0: Okay. That makes um,
1: sense. Awake philosophical awakenings was, like, yeah. the horror of war
0: or the... I don't really see um, how you could go through a war and not have yeah, at least some degree of that. But some people um, do, apparently. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, so I'm interested to know what translation you read from.
0: Okay, I... That's a good question. Um, let me see... What I'm reading is the, um... Barnes Noble Classics version, mm-hmm. and the translation... was done by... Constance Garnett.
1: Okay, in what year?
0: Do you know? Um... Nineteen fifteen was the first okay. time they were published.
1: Yes. So I was this evening I was finishing up listening to the very last like four minutes of uh-huh. this book and oh, I wasn't pulled it up
0: sad. Oh my god, It was so sad. It was but sad. it was also yeah. kind of beautiful. But like Yeah, it was, yeah. I was. it work. was
1: I know, I could tell in your voice and that made it yeah. Sad. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, okay, sorry, continue. Uh, well I pulled up, I just googled like Death of Evan Elliott Ivan, even, Ivan, even, Ivan, even, Ivan Ilyich, um, and PDF, and so what pulled up was, a. I was following along and I was like, wait, it was like when someone's reading the Bible out loud, but it's a different translation, you're like,
0: well, it's yeah, kind like, of the same. but yeah. it was
1: just really interesting, like, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how translation affects yeah. our experience, because yeah, yeah. let's just look at, if you would just look at the very last of yours, mm-hmm. um, this is just like the last like the last page uh i mean you'll have to find you'll have to figure out what corresponds yeah um and suddenly it became clear to him that what was tormenting him and would not be resolved was suddenly all resolved at once on two sides on ten sides on all sides so can you read your Mm -hmm. sentence yeah
0: um and all at once it became clear to him that what had tortured him and would not leave him was suddenly dropping away all at once on both sides and on ten sides and on all sides
1: He was sorry for them. He had to act so that it was not painful for them, to deliver them and deliver himself from these sufferings.
0: He was sorry for them, must act so that they might not suffer. Set them free and be free himself of those agonies. How good and how simple, he thought. And the pain, he asked himself, what's become of it? Where are you, pain? Mm -hmm. Uh, How right and how simple, he thought. And the pain, he asked himself, Where's it gone? Eh? Hey, where are you, pain? He became attentive. Yes, there it is. Well, then, let there be pain. He began to watch for it. Yes, here it is. Well, what of it? Let the pain be. And death, where is it? Uh, and the same for me. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: He sought <laughs> his old habitual fear of death and could not find it. Where was it? What death? There was no more fear because there was no more death.
0: He looked for his old accustomed terror of death and did not find it. Where is it? What death? There was no terror because death was not either. Instead either. of death there was light. In the place of death there was light. So that's it, he suddenly said aloud. What joy! So this is it, he exclaimed al- uh, he suddenly exclaimed aloud. What joy!
1: For him, all this happened in an instant, and the significance of that instant never changed. For those present, his agony went on for two more hours. Something gurgled in his chest. His emaciated body kept twitching. Mm -hmm. Then the gurgling and wheezing gradually
0: subsided. Oh, this is different, yeah. Mm -hmm. To him, all this passed in a single instant, and the meaning of that instant suffered no change after. For those present, his agony lasted another two hours. There was a rattle in his throat, a twitching in his wasted body. Then the rattle and the gasping came at longer and longer intervals. It's finished, someone said over him. He heard those words and repeated them
1: in his soul. Death is finished, he said to himself. It is no more. He drew in air,
0: stopped at mid-breath, stretched out, and died. It is over, someone said over him. He caught those words and repeated them in his soul. Death is over, he said to himself. It's no more. He drew in the breath, stopped midway in the breath, stretched and died. So it's so interesting. interesting. Isn't that interesting? Where you hear,
1: like, and, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying this translation is better than that translation. I just think it's really interesting to think about that that our experience of this book is filtered through someone who understands Russian. Right. Telling us what it means. And, like, you can tell there's, like... You know, like there are different choices. Like yours yeah, says like for sure. rattled in his throat and this says mm. gurgled in his chest. Right. Which
0: is just I mean His like like his emaciated body, is that what yours said? Mm-hmm. About his Yeah, and mine says his wasted body, but those I mean, give me kinda different images in my mind, so
1: I feel yeah. like yours and I I would be interested to see let me see when this if this says when this translation was yeah. done. Because yours almost seems a little bit more like plain language, and this one feels a little bit more uh-huh. poetic or, like, um, not poetic, but, like, evocative or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This doesn't – this is just, like, a scan of a book, and it doesn't say who translated it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I know on the wiki it said that there's several different translators. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and you know, well, actually, does yours say it is finished or it's yeah, finished? Yeah, it, it is finished. Yeah, I mean, that, that has a – that's has a lot more other connotations than just that's it is right. over, you know. Yeah, that, that's it what it says. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting.
1: So I was going to ask you, like, what do you make of this this death scene? I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I, you're right that it is really um, uh, it has a lot of hope in it, and it's just like a good kind of. Um, ju- it, I just feel happy for Ivan Ilyich that he got to this you mm-hmm. know point and didn't just die miserable but mm-hmm. I think the the thing that sticks out to me the most is um when he looks for death and cannot or the pain yes. and cannot find it um oh yeah no he looked for his old accustomed terror of death mm-hmm. and did not find it so um
1: it's like it I mean the
0: picture to me
1: that Tolstoy is painting, is, like, there's this thing that's, like, this blackness that's been pulling him in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then once he's in it, he's like, oh, this isn't so bad. It's not that,
0: yeah. Um, I would, I would love to find, let me see, the image of him, he's, he uses a very vivid image, or, mm-hmm. like, metaphor of him falling into a hole, like mm-hmm. a, do you remember...
1: Well, I'm in the previous page, and he talks before about like gravity and like the, you know, the inverse of the square of the distance or whatever, right? Right. Um, which is, you know, talking about the force of gravity, and so he's talking about it. He's falling, and he's falling fa- faster and faster. Right. Um, but like he, for all three days, which is the the days when he's like. Sh- shouting right which is terrifying it's so interesting because like we don't experience what his family is experiencing which arguably is worse than what he's i mean it's not worse but like by this point he's having this like metaphysical experience and they're just watching their you know loved one
0: just just scream in pain
1: in agony yeah which i just think that's so interesting about this book is that it's a book about dying but not just like the pain of dying like it's a it's, it's the whole imagine I mean obviously Tolstoy mm-hmm. hadn't died when he read this but it's like imagining what a human you know psyche might go through leading right. up to death which is just right. for me anyway not a common experience in fiction
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I, yeah
1: I like that it's like it's uncharted profound. territory right for me um he, it says he struggled as one condemned to death struggles in the executioner's hands mm-hmm. um, he felt that his torment lay in being thrust into that black hole and still more in being unable to get into it which I just think is so interesting yeah. what kept him from getting into it was the claim yeah. that his had been a good life mm-hmm. this justification of his life clutched at him would not let him move forward and tormented him most of all suddenly some force shoved him in the chest in the side choked his breath still more he fell through the hole and there at the end of the hole something lit up which is interesting like the light at the end of the tunnel like people about seeing a light when they die what was done to him was like what happens on the train when you think you are moving forward but are moving backward and suddenly find out the real direction yes it was not all right he said to himself but never mind i can i can do right but what is right he asked himself and suddenly grew still
0: this is, yeah. And then later on, it,
1: later on, it says, Just then, Ivan Ilyich fell through, saw light, and it was revealed to him that his life had not been what it ought, but that it could still be rectified. He asked himself what was right and grew still, listening. Um. And then he, like, looks at his family.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just trying to understand, like, what is it that yeah. he... Yes, I'm tormenting him, he thought. They're sorry, but it will be better for them when I die. He wanted to say that, but was unable to bring it out. Anyway, why speak? I must act, he thought. He indicated to his son, to his wife, with his eyes and said, take him away, sorry, for you too. He also wanted to say forgive, but said forgo, and no longer able to correct himself, waved his hand, knowing that the one who had to would understand. And so in your translation... The you know, one is capitalized so it's like he's talking to god right 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 and this it's not which is interesting oh
0: okay that's interesting yeah
1: um and it, just reading this i would it makes sense that it would be god but in without it being capitalized i might have just thought it was his You'd wife
0: t- yeah yeah um and yeah yeah it's just so i i it's a very like the, I think the literary genre would be considered realism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of kind of metaphysical and kind of almost supernatural elements, like we've been reading here. Mm-hmm. Like in his last days, he experiences or he describes things that are very—they're um, not just of, the, his of the real world, yeah. 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 And I—I I liked that. I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of we've experienced. Things like that in almost every single one of our books, and mm. I, I just think that's neat. Mm-hmm. That even the ones that are would be maybe considered the most just um, uh, reflections of of true life as we yeah. experience yeah. it. They they have elements of spiritual or mm-hmm. meta- or you know
1: kind of well. Um, in thinking in hearing you say that it makes me think that that is what reading that's what a book can do that like a movie or a tv show can't Mm. do
0: okay i mean it
1: can to a certain extent but you just don't get like the the experience of reading often takes you inside a character's like experience and their thoughts more than you can but just by watching them on a screen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at least than i can i think different people have different levels of like um, ability to kind of, like, enter into a character and feel what they're feeling. And I'm, sad to say, relatively low on that. Like, oh when my. I... I mean, like, when Jeremy and I watch a movie together. Mm-hmm, like, or, mm-hmm. like, um, we'll talk about... I, I'm trying to think of some examples of this. Like, Harry Potter movies versus books. Like, okay. I feel like mm-hmm. my experience of the characters was so much richer from the books than the movies. Mm-hmm. I watched the movies first and then read the books. But I was like, man, like, I just... I didn't understand that Harry was feeling this, and then Ron was feeling this, and like when right, I understood that right. they were feeling that, it was like it brought so much more richness to that scene. And Jeremy was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, like, okay, he did read the yes. books before you watched the movies, so but it was it had mm-hmm. been a long time ago, so, but yeah. he was like, I, but I, I got that from the movie, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. like I didn't get that from the movie. <laughs> I needed <laughs> yeah, more. I needed more of like the inner life of the, the person actual, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, like experience because you it. can't
0: depict that on the screen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: you can like. With glances and, you know, context, you can lead up to it, but, like, you can't, like, how would you make a movie of this, you know?
0: I was just thinking, like, so the, the thing that I was thinking about, the kind of image that he paints was right before what we had read, which Mm -hmm. was, he was struggling in that black sack into which he was being thrust by an unseen resistless Mm -hmm. force, Mm -hmm. and he had referred to that black sack Mm -hmm. earlier, Mm -hmm. and so, like, I'm imagining his, like, disassociated body, well, mm-hmm. his, like, body kind of in, like, a black hole, like, being pushed into something. But then, like, as, and he's, like, resisting, but then, mm-hmm. like, as he goes down further and further and he allows himself to go down, he sees a light at mm-hmm. the end of it. And then it, would it would be a trippy, it would be a trippy movie. Oh, man, yeah. Have be- you seen? And you wouldn't expect that from just, like, this random right. Russian novella, right. you know, I don't know. Have you seen
1: the show The OA on Netflix? No, I not <laughs> It's weird. It's really? weird. <laughs> I've only seen the first season, but it was really. I weird. like weird shows. Yeah. You should you should watch it and tell me what you think okay. because it is, okay. it's like next level. I mean, we oh, like some, meta. <laughs> we like <laughs> some, creepy sci-fi, uh-huh, mind twisters, uh-huh. but this one was like <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, that sounds good. But like sometimes she goes to this like cloud and talks to this gypsy lady okay no explanation she just does it sometimes Gosh, like it's it. like okay. it would be it would feel like that i think if you're like what yeah. he's like yeah, like wait it would what's it would be like it would have to be a very abstract kind of movie yeah if yeah, you wanted yeah, to yeah. really convey i don't know i just think a book does it better so good yeah, job tolstoy yeah.
0: yeah that's right and you know contrast this with like my image of if I think the book The Death of Ivan Illich mm-hmm. is, um, like, grumpy, kind of unhappy guy sitting mm-hmm. at a desk in mm-hmm. an office. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, what I first, like, mm-hmm. would think of. Mm-hmm. But then there's so much here that's so just... Like, I don't even think of his illness, really. You think of him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Speaking of yeah. his illness... Yeah, let's speak about that.
1: What the heck did this man die of? <laughs> and does that even matter? I don't think it really uh-huh. matters. I but know, at the I same time anything. Like I, I texted a you, mystery. These doctors, yeah, doctors, don't, doctors know don't, crap. don't know crap. <laughs> like It's okay. So and Dad said he was like, Well give him a break there in the eighteen eighties, but still, like mm. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> I thought that okay, so I read something that like this was just kind of in passing, but mm-hmm. that th- this comment was mentioned in this maybe article or something I mm-hmm. read. I think it was like a science, like a medical journal article. Yeah. Anyway, um, this guy was like, famously, Tolstoy did not like doctors and the profession <laughs> of like doctors, and you can see it. Oh really yeah. Clearly, oh, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Pancreatic. Anyway. Okay,
1: according... I googled, what does Ivan Ilyich die of? Oh, And yeah. Google tells me in big, bold letters, pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. cancer.
0: No questions asked, I guess.
1: It says, his terminal illness, read as a form of pancreatic cancer,
0: is yeah, a figure for
1: I mean. an unhealthy, upper-middle-class life, lived at the wrong side, emotionally, socially, and physically. Mm. Um, it doesn't... I mean, it doesn't really matter
0: yeah the, the the one connection that would be helpful to know that the book really makes you think is that there's a connection <gasps> the, the knock oh wait. i just saw something on quora do you know that website quora that's like yeah yeah, answers. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: okay sorry no you this didn't... book the book is not exactly clear on the illness but the book refers to a pain in his side after falling from a ladder i'm fairly certain it is not meant to be a specific illness but may be a metaphor even for a fall from grace He spent his life Um, climbing the social ladder.
0: His fall from the ladder
1: caused his illness, which could represent any number of things that would cause him to lose face. Just my theory on that one.
0: Right, right, right. Oh, Cora person. Cora. What is Ethan Jennerich,
1: avid reader and lover of classic fiction? He answered this December 18th, 2016. Well, and it was upvoted by Michael Moriarty, professor (laughs) of French and interested in other literature. M himself.
0: My goodness. Yeah. I just yeah, I really
1: don't <laughs> think the illness ultimately is See, yeah. But
0: um There's just it's just a like, yeah. yeah. Any illness that like changes your that yeah, that's havoc essentially on. This is your interesting. Body
1: and- it says the real life see this is another core answer of the Tulsa 12- of Tolstoy's novel was the story of the terminal illness and death of Eva, Ivan Ilyich Meknikov, told to him by Meknikov's brother Ilya, a great biologist, Pasture's collaborator, and Nobel Prize winner. Which I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is just according to um, yeah Jana Bond. It was also updated by Michael Moriarty, for what it's worth. Well, um, I trust Michael Moriarty <laughs> implicitly. <laughs> uh, in his memoirs, study and op- studies and optimism. Ilya Mekhnikov, who is present at his brother's death, describes the cause of death as a pur- purulent infection, which is a, like, a bacterial infection. Okay. Not being a doctor, I would guess that antibiotics discovered about 70 years later could have saved the patient. So yeah, it really it could have been, been I mean, like, but they that makes yeah. sense because they, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, that yeah. could just kill you. But I think, like, today it could be easily read as cancer because I think... The our our modern home. experience of of disease the only thing that would kill you like that would be cancer.
0: True, true. So, true. which is one thing that I yeah yeah that's that's a good point. I yeah yeah. What what are you gonna say about that? Um, I think that you know we can imagine a we cannot imagine a world in which a bacterial infection would kill you. Right, right. like that's just yeah, no. crazy to us, and that's not been that many years ago in the grand scheme of. Things, and right. i just think that hopefully in soon generations but cancer will just be one of those things that oh, yeah. is you know considered yeah. like people like people that you knew a lot died from cancer like it was just a term you know right that that would be a shocking kind of right uh, i hope statement. so i mean a
1: friend of mine her husband died of cancer uh <laughs> about three years ago I think three years now. And I mean, I thought about them when we were, Mm -hmm. when I was listening to Mm -hmm. this because I I don't know, I wasn't friends with her when he was ill and I don't know what his last days were like, but I thought she should not listen to this. Like this is not the book for her because it, it's just agonizing. Like just the sort of brutal, realistic depiction of this wasting away and, A loss Mm -hmm. of, loss of everything but just the experience of pain, you know?
0: Right. And I think that one of the things that Tolstoy makes pretty clear is one of the things that's very difficult about, like, an illness like Mm -hmm. this and life in general is the uncertainty Mm -hmm. of it all, like, Mm -hmm. uh, it would go back and forth on... Whether mm-hmm. or not he was actually dying, right, and that was he's uh, like he's like I'm I'm actually better better he would now and swing Between
1: then, it, hope and despair,
0: and the doctors yeah. didn't couldn't give him an answer on, it. he just mm-hmm. wanted to know, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, and see, I do think that that, like, typically, I think nowadays our treatment of cancer patients is better in that we're like we meaning the medical establishment not that. I'm a <laughs> sure of that, but just <laughs> right. Yeah. We, society, are able to yeah. give somebody more um, assurance that they are dying mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. allow them to mm-hmm. come to terms with that. And, right. like, Ivan Ilyich, he knew he was dying. Like, yeah. he knew, but nobody but, else. And you
0: wanted everyone to accept that. Like, that yeah. was one of the biggest yeah. things. Yeah,
1: that was, and I think that maybe contrasts with some people's experience of a death from cancer nowadays which is that there usually is a period where the person is conscious or i don't know i i think there is i've
0: mm-hmm. never
1: had someone close to me die of cancer but it seems that there typically is a period where the person is conscious and of the fact that they are going to die and their family knows that they're going to die and yeah. you know i'm sure everyone's experiences are different um And I know that some some of the cancer patients will even, you know, kind of be in denial sometimes. Uh And that, you know, presents its own challenges. But still, there's usually a time period where you're like, this is happening. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. 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 It would be... It would just be... Yeah. I can't, can't imagine. And... And having to kind of go through it all alone with no one who he he I don't think he felt like anyone you know understood mm-hmm. or was was willing to do what he felt like he needed right treat the the illness the way that he needed. What them do you to
1: bet me it? that Uh-oh. people who are going into palliative medicine? do you uh-huh. know What palliative medicine is? Yeah, um, especially like hospice care nurses have Mm -hmm. to read this book as part of their training
0: i would i think that they probably at least some people
1: would i i mean
0: yeah i mean when i looked up like i found several articles from like in medical journals mm -hmm. that were about how it can be a very useful tool for the training for those practicing yeah
1: yeah well i feel like what he needed was a hospice nurse (laughs) because like yeah um, yeah, here's an article in the Lancet from 2009, yeah. the death of Ivan Ilyich and pain relief at the end of life. Here's another one from 18, 2018, modern hospice care and the death of, of Ivan Ilyich. Mm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, uh, here's one from 2011, the death of Ivan Ilyich, a blueprint for intervention. Yeah, at the end of I, life. that
0: was the one I read some of. I the death of Ivan Ilyich and think. the concept of total pain. Mm. Yes, just... I read some of that one. That was the okay. one that mentioned whatever I was talking about earlier. I can't remember that it said it was
1: from an article. Here's another one from Cambridge, 2019. Servants of the Dying. How the death of Ivan Ilyich informs hospice care today. So,
0: yes. Because, like, Garrison was, like, his hospice nurse, He basically. was.
1: And, like, you know? it was a willingness that he had to s- just to be present mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. not, like and i actually not think, pretend
0: that everything was okay mm-hmm. and that's what his family was trying to yeah do. and i think
1: i mean this probably informs hospice care all these you know people who are this is their life calling i'm sure they think about this too but like it was helpful that garrison hadn't known even elliot for a really long time like
0: uh-huh.
1: he just like he came in i mean i guess he had known him for a while but it wasn't like he was a they they had a super close relationship and you almost feel like that that um lack of personal loss from the in the role right. of the hospice worker is needed so that they can kind of like enter in mm-hmm. to the suffering without involving their own suffering, you know? Like yeah. because yeah. it's like the True. the family was suffering because they were gonna lose a loved one. And so mm-hmm. they weren't really able to be present for him. Right. Because they were wrapped up in their own suffering, you know. Right, right. So, you yeah. can see how having someone else who well, has some some distance would be really beneficial. Very, very you know? beneficial.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And yeah, I I had thought about the fact that Garrison kind of act, served in that role, but he, mm. even though it wasn't a formal role, like he wasn't employed for that, but yeah this is interesting i
1: think you said you read this but the concept of total pain
0: Uh
1: um total pain is a concept central to the practice of modern palliative care in which the sense of hopelessness and fear of impending death may add to and exaggerate the pain which Mm -hmm. contributes to the overall suffering of the patient that's i mean that's a really good point palliative care people like that would be
0: hit the nail on the head yeah you
1: know you're not just about the story, but about the, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. Experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: What did you think about um, the beginning part where, like, his colleagues are... Like, the, the frame. frame. It was, like, the frame story the, that never... Yeah. We never came right. back but to it. That you never... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Did any of the mood of that um, stick out to you or... What about to you? Um, I thought it was kind of oh I can't remember his friend's names. Uh, oh yeah, I
1: don't know Vazia or uh, no. Piotr Ivanovich.
0: Pio- yeah, that's like his closest one, the closest yeah. friend I think that that's his name. Um, how I thought that was kind of an example that the whole funeral, like his his treatment of the going to the funeral and deal essentially dealing with the death of this, like friend and mm-hmm, colleague, um, mm-hmm. wasn't another example of how, um, the book just like depicts real life kind mm-hmm, of stuff mm-hmm. that we may all still experience. Like it just was kind of, it, the way that Pyotr Ivanovich, it was like, like a chore for him to have to go to the funeral.
1: I think it maybe, yeah, I think upon reflection, maybe the frame story or, you know, that little introduction Mm -hmm, serves as a sort of like evidence that, you know, uh, Yvonne's experience was so, Personal and like yeah. what he was experiencing yeah, was right. totally not what anyone else was experiencing. Right. And they experienced his death they- as their life just goes on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of another event then in their you play life. Bridge after. He died, yeah. and maybe I can still get to bridge in time,
0: right? And, and that's so true. I mean, it's true. Like that's how yeah, life works, you, can, you know. And same with same with other big things in other people's things that are mm-hmm. huge in people. Some people's life <laughs> and just a routine day true. in others. That's right. Um, I mean like weddings or and funeral you know, that big stuff mm-hmm. like that, births, uh and even I don't know what that even like
1: this is good this is kind of far afield, but um like the pandemic mm-hmm. okay. Um I remember like at the, the like last March, you know, Jeremy and I talking about a lot, like this is just still normal life, but it's just kind of the slow burn. Like it's it's weird, like we're in lockdown, but also we're you know, the kids yeah. are doing cute things and we're reading books and, like, we're doing our jobs right. and just life goes on. You know, people are having we babies adapt. and, mm-hmm. yeah, you just adapt and life goes on. Well, I was reading – I'm reading this book called The Narnian about – it's like a biography oh, of yeah. C.S. Lewis. That's it's awesome. really good. Um, That's awesome. And um, the, in that book, it talks about when C.S. Lewis went off to war in World War One, and it really reminded me of – our experience at the beginning of the pandemic in a small way because he was really interested in writing and like publishing and he was just getting ready to start his sort of academic career at oxford Mm -hmm. okay and he just like kept on doing that like his letters from the war are much much less like he mentions his his academic pursuits a lot more even when he was like on the front than wow his experience of war like the right. war was just like this thing that was happening mm-hmm. and it was getting in the way of what he really wanted to do, but he was still living mm-hmm. his normal life. And I don't know, that's yeah. just what you were I, saying, I just like remind me of that. that it's right, like, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, it's like maybe a coping mechanism built into the human kind of yeah. resiliency mm-hmm. or, but also or it's just like
1: life goes on. I mean, yeah, the,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I think in a way it's a coping mechanism, but it's also just like like the the the, reality. the friends weren't going to bridge as a coping mechanism because they were sad that their friend died they were just
0: no it's always it's just their like built in kind of
1: yeah like yeah. they it, the death of someone you know is you know a lot of people one of them died right that's right. sad but you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i still have my life and i just i guess that's what i have a lot of my experience with the pandemic has been is like well this you know
0: like an inconvenience this this is is, yeah
1: this is inconvenient thankfully no one that i know closely has died but Mm -hmm. if somebody did okay i mean if it was like a close family member that i would be experiencing a lot of grief but if it was like you know a parent of a child at the school i work at or something you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is sad and i still have to submit my lesson plans you know yeah like it's just that's just how life works
0: right and it's yeah there's I just think, yeah, Tolstoy touched on that, so in that first, like, mm-hmm. that first part of the book that I forgot even existed mm-hmm. until I remembered it after, I was like, oh, wait, it started out that he's actually already dead, you know? Yeah, like, which but, is interesting. but, yeah, I think that, that really just shows that really well.
1: And I thought it was interesting because I, I you know, I didn't really know, like, I knew he died, <laughs> but then... Yeah when the book starts I was like oh like is this about the aftermath of his death like Uh, oh okay maybe uh, it's less about death than I thought it would you know because I kind of went into it like oh death yeah and then I was like oh he just he just died and now it's all his friends like dealing with it okay Uh okay right that's I gotta handle that (laughs) and then I was like oh no okay it's actually
0: it's like all about death
1: (laughs) but then I don't know Maybe as a reader, we have a similar experience with him, because you're, like, dreading his death, dreading his death, mm-hmm. and you're going along with him, but then you're like, oh, like, when it, the death comes, it is, it was kind oh, of a feeling a good, of relief. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I thought that was, I think that's just really... I think it, yeah, masterful work. And he doesn't, yeah, he, yeah, it made me
1: think, like, wow, this is an amazing writer. Yeah, I mean, really. he's considered, he's considered, like, one of the when best the writers. Best, for sure. Um, and obviously, we're reading a translation, and the translator did a good job, but yeah. it, the ideas still are powerful, like, in whatever language, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you um, enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was... I liked it. I mean... Um, I thought it was good. I,
1: I found I had to be in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. In fact, I d- found the same way with The Day Boy and The Night Girl, -hmm. I like. Mm -hmm. I feel like with these shorter ones, so much is packed into.
0: Yes. Like Like so much
1: happens, you can't tune out. You know. Yeah. And so I would have to like I couldn't do it if I was I couldn't listen if I was going to be distracted. I was like I I have to prioritize listening. (laughs) But it's easy because it was really short, so it didn't take a lot of time. I just had to like really be present, and that's why I pulled up the PDF because I was like, when this ends, like I want to really be experiencing it i don't mm-hmm. want to just be like doing something else but then the right. translation was different and i was like, oh, <laughs>
0: You're like wait a second oh yeah that's yeah that would have been difficult yeah um
1: today charlie said to me uh actually yeah okay anyway he said um i want to listen to your podcast with mail <laughs>
0: oh and so, <laughs> that's so he was
1: looking at my phone my phone and i was like okay so i pulled up the first episode of the day boy and the night girl and he put uh-huh. in the little earbud and he laid there on the bed and listened to it for almost the whole thing oh wow but he was like texting you emojis the whole time i uh, deleted them all oh. but um because <laughs> it was like super long but <laughs> oh i've gotten i of those texts. i was like trying to make sure the volume was right and he was like i can't really understand it but yeah
0: oh that's so sweet. <laughs> But then it's when I, I was
1: like I put the other earbud in to um to like make sure the volume was good and it mm-hmm. I heard you saying that Vespa Vesper Vesper, the helper uh, of the uh, main the right. main lady, the helper yeah. was blind and I missed that the first time and I was like, Oh, oh. she was blind oh. like, what? <laughs> okay. Cause I <I'm> like somehow <laughs> you I missed remember that. that with your- then, yeah, like, in the, get... later on in the book, I was like, who is this woman? So, apparently, I just, like, missed the entire paragraph where that character was introduced.
0: Yeah. So, well, I was like, yeah. this that clears <laughs> yeah. up some things. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Funny. Well, we said this was going to be a short one, and we've been recording for an hour. So yeah. We should probably wrap it up.
0: I guess so. What is book Is there are anything you... else you want to say um, about
1: Tolstoy or even... I don't I can't pronounce his name consistently. Okay. Wait, I e-
0: never, I I had to write a little note on my book <laughs> of, like, this is how you, I, had to, I drew a van. I'm not even kidding. I was like, a van, van. I Evan. a van. But, um, E-van. <laughs> well, so the I is supposed to be long. I know that. Mm. I looked that up in, like, Russian. Apparently mm. the I is, like, E. e. okay. And then E-van. the van and the van, I'm not really sure. But the I read it, I listened to an audio audible mm-hmm. version of it. And he said, Ivan Ilyich. And so I was like, I'm going with that. I'm going to try it at least. I like and, it. But I don't think there's any,
1: any. It's so interesting correct. how these, they have these, I guess they call like patronymics. Yeah. Like the second oh, name. That's like, you would be, I don't know if yours would come from your mother or your father, but like Mary Erika or something like. Right, right. Like
0: e- e- Erikovna, probably. Would Mary end. Erikovna, yeah. Yeah. And, um,
1: I don't know. It's like, it's kind of endearing and like formal, like. It, it, it feels reasonable. like a yeah. a double knit, you know. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to them okay, like when though, they use it that it's like really weird. It's just like that's what you call just, people. It's just
0: their full name, yeah. yeah. Um, I personally, as a reader and who mm-hmm. only has ever spoken American English, you know, mm-hmm. and these are Russian names, didn't mm-hmm. love that they all had double names and it was like their whole entire name. You had to read every <laughs> all single the time. time, and they're all referred to them. Uh, yeah. like, like they referred to their name all the time all, like, the, time. all the time yeah but that's yeah but also that's just okay fine. when i
1: was reading like the tolstoy wikipedia entry mm-hmm. it seems like there's just possibly they this is my own personal theory possibly the reason they do this is because there's a very small mm-hmm. variety of names yeah. so you're gonna know like a ton of pyotors uh-huh. and so you have to say pyotor or, you Iv- know, ivanovich, or ivanovich so that you know that you're talking about peter the son of eva you know yvonne yeah. instead of
0: mm-hmm.
1: peter the son of vladimir or whatever like yeah yeah it's it so, just seems it, like a it's a
0: practical it's like could you just like maybe introduce a few more names into it the... but it's it's their <laughs> system and it's great i have nothing you know, against right. it so, yeah
1: <laughs> well you have the potential double name mary grace true that true. lasted for like wow. two weeks of your life maybe yeah mary grace mary grace <laughs> mary <laughs> Mary, yeah and then mrs sturgeon continued calling you that for probably for, for a long she probably time. still calls you that probably
0: so yeah how's mary yeah. grace doing
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. has the heart to say well um when she was a month old we just dropped yeah, we just dropped just the just the her grace. middle name it's too much it's too much <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well thanks yeah. for reading this i'm I'm glad well, you're you read it. Welcome, welcome, Yeah, Did, okay. Too. Well, I have. Thank I you. I know this is really long, but I have one more question. That's okay, yeah, sure. One reason you read it was because I had never read it, but you had read it. Was right. your experience of a different reading at this time than when it was before?
0: Yeah, I think it was. I don't know. I don't remember what I thought about it when I first read it. I know that I liked it. I was like, I think that I had the exact the same experience that I had this time, and I had mm. just forgotten all about it. Mm. But I had the like this is going to be boring and then, Mm -hmm. and maybe sad, which Mm -hmm. I love sad things so that I don't mind if it's sad, but, (laughs) um, but then I read it and was like, oh, like that was actually really kind of impactful and Mm -hmm. not like beautiful in a way, or, you Mm -hmm. know, just like very, I don't know. So I think I probably had that same experience when I first read it and had just forgotten that. I had it and maybe I guess it, it wasn't
1: yeah. that impactful if you didn't remember yeah
0: it. yeah maybe yeah so it'll be
1: interesting if you revisit this and how long ago do you think it was that you read it like maybe I
0: think I was maybe ten, in ninth grade or so something so nine or ten uh, years ago mm-hmm, or ten. yeah about nine,
1: maybe, so if grade. you revisit it when you're my age right see how it how it hits you then
0: I'm sure it'll, it I think it would hit I mean a ninth grader like I didn't have I still don't have experience with Death or and dying, mm-hmm. you know, really mm-hmm. any different than I had then. But you just, I don't know, you, I'm I'm positive that books hit people differently yeah. at yeah. different stages of life. I so. think,
1: I mean, this is the first time I've read it, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But mm-hmm. I have definitely experienced more, you know, death not personally, but like mm-hmm. uh, of people you know, that I know, that you know, or, yeah, or family members of people that I know in the last ten years.
0: Yeah. Than, then, you know, d- yeah. than
1: I had in the previous yeah. 10 years. So that, sure. so I think, you know, I, I actually like when our friend um, Roger Sanders died um, a few years ago, mm-hmm. that like, I don't know, I had kind of like a, I was 30, I think I was 30, and it was just like kind of a, wow, like people die, you know? Yeah, it was. Right. It was a yeah, kind yeah. of a period of, it was about this time of year, and it was a period of mm-hmm. like, um, just, I mean, I was sad, like, I was sad about him dying, but it was almost more than that, it was, like, coming to terms with mortality in a way, you know? Sure, sure. And I think at that time of my life, I was doing a lot of wrestling with identity, and, like, Mm. who am, like, this is getting personal, but, like, (laughs) I had, you know, I had worked and then I was staying home with the kids at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I think my identity had always been wrapped up with what I did. did. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I am a student. I am a teacher. Right. And then I was just like, I I would, you know, I don't want to say just a mom, but I didn't have You're like... Being a mom, yeah. I didn't have a outside, like a world face, you know, like a yeah. public-facing role, an yeah. official role in the world. Right. And so I realized that I had always defined my sort of being as what I did and not just Mm -hmm. who I was Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I think like that reckoning with death was just part of a larger process of like transitioning from seeing myself as someone who did certain things to seeing myself as just someone who was (laughs) and like yeah and I want to focus on being the type of person that I want to be and then the stuff I do is just an expression of that exactly and so like I mean, I, now I teach again and I mean, I, I, I am a teacher and I'm happy to say that I'm a teacher, but it feels like such a smaller part of my identity mm-hmm. than it did before mm-hmm. I had that period well, of, yeah. um, breaking, growth. Breaking. Yeah, yeah. so Yeah. Mm. anyway, that's getting a little <laughs> personal, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So I, all I, that, so that to I say, it. I think I just am interested to see what your life is like in the next 10 years. I mean, right, maybe I think- you have already had that or maybe it'll be i'm sure your experience won't be the same as mine but i'd just say from 23 to 33 i have experienced
0: mm-hmm.
1: like my experience of life now is quite a bit different than very it was different oh yeah 10 years ago I,
0: yeah i believe it i would like to revisit this book um maybe this book more than i mean Some every book others. yeah yeah, yeah than, than others um because i at different times in mm-hmm. my life in the future i think that would be well really, i would yeah. say
1: out of all the books we've read i mean this one feels like a very worthwhile book to have yeah, read
0: yeah. i mean i think the it,
1: day boy the night boy felt somewhat like that i'm looking at back at but like yeah cranford was fun
0: it was fun yeah
1: um uh edgar Allan poe was arguably even more fun <laughs> uh-huh. The time machine was. I felt like that was pretty fairly I worthwhile. Was, yeah, yeah. Persuasion I like was amazing, but not really. <laughs> but not worthwhile. a very yeah. It was. It fed a different part of the soul. Yes, yes, that's right. Three minute in a boat. meh. Nah. I mean.
0: Yeah. It, good it for, was, it good was, for. It was for good for good
1: Yeah. Yeah. You need some of that.
0: Yes, for but sure. then
1: you know legend of sleepy hollow that was worthwhile to me just for learning about washington irving
0: i (laughs) I mean that's a turning point in your life really (laughs) there are big things (laughs) that happen you know sorry are you okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, births marriages deaths and learning about washington Washington irving Irving. (laughs) i know
1: when jeremy came home from his trip like he was gone when we recorded (laughs) that and i was like hi welcome home and the yeah, whole time I was like everything. what is the earliest I can tell you about this <laughs> dude when I is was it like plotting I was plotting because I knew he needed some time to like readjust and then I was like he asked me to cut his hair and I was like <laughs> okay got everything ready and then I was like so what I would most like to do during the haircut <laughs> is tell you about Washington Irving
0: what did he say was he was he like excited?
1: can it he sometimes slash often I get on these like information streams where I just want to like say everything I know about something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's like I just want it to be a conversation I don't mind learning things I just don't want to be talked at for 10 minutes Uh so uh I was like I just want to tell you everything I know about Washington or you know I want to tell you all these cool things and he was like okay just as long as it's a conversation so I just made sure to pause and he would put okay interesting yeah
0: he could (laughs) say something it was mostly me talking but yeah yeah you know that's that's so funny so (laughs) it was was he got yeah good conversation
1: I mean, it didn't really turn out one. to be much of a conversation, but <laughs> I think it satisfied him. He didn't That's feel good. like he was That's being good. lectured, so. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so the, let's wrap this up because it's really long. Yeah. Uh, I am reading next. Dun, 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 dun. An old, <laughs> an mm-hmm. old fashioned girl by Louisa May Alcott. Mm-hmm. Very different. Very different. Very different, yeah. I don't yep. know, Eve, Eve Yeah. I am... We decided to read these books at the same time, though, because you've never read this one. That's and right. And I never read that one.
0: That's right. And this is
1: a book that I really love. Um,
0: oh, I'm so excited. Or I
1: remembered loving as a child, and I read okay. it as kind of a young teenager, and I still love it. Okay, it's good. It's really good. I but I that. will say, I mean, one of the common sort of criticisms of Louise May Alcott's work and this book in particular is that it's preachy, oh. and mm-hmm. it kind of has a message for the young uh-huh. ladies who are reading sure. it. And it... Okay, it does. Okay. But I will say it'll be interesting to talk about her message because even though it's preachy, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with her.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: so, I mean it it can be a little heavy-handed sometimes.
0: Okay. But Sounds you good to know. I think you just have to realize
1: mind. that like she was writing I don't know. I think fiction at that time kind of got a bad rap because yeah. it was seen as like less than the other type of reading you could right, do. And right. so I think she was trying to infuse, trying to show that like you can have a fiction book. This is, I, I don't know if this is what she's saying. Yeah, this is just sure. my interpretation that she wants to like edify her readers as well as provide a uh-huh. entertaining story. And I will say like, I think I'm really interested to see what you think about this, but I think her characters are just really well done Okay, like, I'm so great. familiar with the little women characters mm-hmm. that, I don't know, I feel like I have less, like, distance, like, to kind of judge it. You know, it's just so familiar that it's, like, I'm so used to it, I can't tell if is that right. good or bad. But, like, right, right. this, like, <clears throat> I'm less familiar with these characters. You know, I've never seen a movie version of this. I don't I don't know if right. a movie version even exists. But I just, in rereading it, I think, like, these characters seem like real people. And her, the main character, her name is Polly. And she is a little Pollyanna-ish, but <laughs> she has she has some flaws, and like she's not written as completely perfect. Uh-huh. She's written as mostly perfect, but <laughs> as but all the different characters, like you feel like you really know them, especially okay. one of them, which okay. will come up. Um, and I will also just say, as an introduction, that she first published the first seven chapters as like a standalone book, oh, and okay. then. Um, her readers clamored for a sequel. Ah. And so then after, so then like chapter eight is like seven years later or something like that. It's called six or seven years later. So she just jumps ahead and then you have all the same characters, but they're older. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I am really looking forward to it. It's going to be longer because it's about 300 pages long. Is it really?
0: Oh, mm -hmm. i always remembered it. Like I can see the copy that I think it Mm -hmm. is that we had growing up. And I, it was like a little skinny, like, oh, small. But it must be thinking of a different not, book. I think I'm thinking of... The
1: copy that I have is pretty similar to the one we had growing up, and it's not super... I mean, actually, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at It's 345 pages long.
0: But that'll but be... it it'll goes, be so worth it.
1: Yeah. It goes a lot faster than, um... <laughs> it's about 1.6 minutes a page instead of 2.6 minutes a page oh, compared, yeah. to, compared to 3 Minute a Boat, because there's a lot more dialogue and the pages uh, are good. formatted differently but like yeah. the dialogue is really fun i'm trying to do voices for the characters which oh good that's sometimes fun. works out sometimes i just get carried away with the story and forget to like
0: <laughs>
1: keep up with the voices
0: yeah yeah. <coughs> excuse me but, it's like um, that one time i was reading i think maybe prescovia Fedorovna, and i was like still reading all this prose in her, in you're her like voice. wait a minute that's not she's it's not like, like wait, anymore. wait 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 yeah i know yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait so, to, anyway, to read it. So, anyway, I am looking forward I'm to so it. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's a classic <clears> that's <throat> been floating around our, our family. Point. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah Ma- Anne has read it. it.
1: Has Beth read it, do you know?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Beth has never okay. read any I mean, Beth has read Beth everything has read that I've never, read never heard not of. read anything. Right. Know. Exactly. Okay, wait a minute. One other thing. Uh-huh.
1: George Eliot, I was reading a lot about George Eliot the other yeah, day. Yeah, okay. You know she's a lady, right? You yeah,
0: I, I, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, Yeah.
1: I think I had knew, known that and then I forgot. But her fiction, I don't know why I was reading about this, but her fiction is really realistic too. Kind of like Tolstoy's, like it's supposed to be kind of like mm-hmm, heavily like a, realist. So, yeah. I don't know, yeah. I think I I think I bought Silas Marner to read, which is okay. her shortest. I was literally Good. Googling george Eliot short short, short novel <laughs> <laughs> because we had this infamous i think i told you about this we had this infamous event in our local book club a couple of years Uh-oh. ago where oh no her book middle march was pitched uh-huh. selected okay. which is like a process okay. you have to vote on it everyone agrees okay we're gonna yeah. read middle march right in july of this year you know
0: uh-huh. well
1: come to the actual meeting Only one or two people had actually, it's because it's big, it's like like 600 pages, it's really big. I read like the first 100 pages and it was difficult to get into. (laughs) And so everyone showed up being like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't read much of it. But so only two people actually read it and they were (laughs) like, man, like, I was looking forward to discussing this. Oh, so they, yeah, I think they, they, they actually got together for coffee thing. later and had their own little book club oh, discussion. But hilarious. now we're like, we can't have any more Middlemarch situations. It's situation. like, we have to, like, we have to read the Check book or not read it. The
0: page count. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's still sitting on my shelf. So I'm like, oh, hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. I should read you. something by George Eliot.
0: Yeah. I hope enjoy that. <coughs> I think that would be
1: good. I, I don't think I want to read, read, read Middle March, but I'll read here. a short one by her. Yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, all right well
1: with that we should probably wrap it up
0: i guess we should this has been another excellent episode i mean (laughs) discussion
1: (laughs) well slash just phone call yep
0: yep yeah that's the best part
1: of this podcast is just that's right chatting chatting well i love
0: you i love you too thanks for talking that sounds great
1: okay Bye. bye sleep tight you too